0: This is episode 81 of the popcast.
1: Welcome to the popcast, a weekly podcast all about pop culture in three regular segments. We're your hosts Josh and Maureen Goldman. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the popcast. Because I probably won't put it in the in the show. Maureen thought this was episode 74.
0: Okay, I I really didn't think I was that far off. I could have like what if I would have guessed like 150? Well, or I, like 12. Come on. That would have been like embarrassing. I was within
1: 10. I guess technically you won by the Prices Right rules because you were under and not over. Yeah. But still, you were seven off. We've done 81. This is the number 81, not 74.
0: Well, I haven't been on all of them, so that skews my perception. So maybe
1: you're closer to 74 than than I am? Because I've yeah. been on all 81, I think.
0: Well, I'm definitely closer to you then.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Maureen, we have a couple snack bag topics this week. All right. Busy, busy week in the world of pop culture. Let's start by talking about something that I shared with you that we both liked, I think. There was this woman who was going somewhere on the tube in London. Yeah, she was like going to meet her friend. Yeah, and she got stopped by this guy who was doing this like prank video type thing, you know, sort of like man on the street thing. And he said, finish the lyrics to the song. And he started singing Shallow from A Star Is Born, the one with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And I think typically the guy is trying to catch people, see if they even know the lyrics, but also the, they might just not be good singers. And this woman was amazing. Finish the lyrics. Tell me
0: something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need
1: more? Wow. <laughs> keep going. It so wow, you're really good, keep going
0: of the deep bed, Watch as I I'll never be the ground Crush through the surface where they can't hurt us We're far from the shadow. now She started off
1: slow, too, like, you know. Yeah, and so this got the attention of a lot of people. I think the video has been viewed 60 million times. And so she got a chance to go on the Ellen show and she sang the song and she was really good. And then she was interviewed by Ellen and it was just such like a little sweet moment. And then she I think she got something like $10,000.
0: 10,000 pounds. And Ellen also had the guy who was filming her there. And it was really sweet that they had like struck up a friendship
1: yeah, it was just really cool because she she said she's a professional singer, like sings at bars and weddings. and weddings and things like that, but it's clear that she'd never really made it big, and now she's having this really big moment, and it was really fun to watch. It was one of those things that Ellen highlights on her shows that's really heartwarming, and so I thought it was a fun story to share.
0: Yeah, she said something like her dad always told her, like, just always keep singing. It was
1: really sweet. And look, it paid off because now... She's that much more famous. Or she'll have her 15 minutes of fame and then be done. But even still, pretty cool.
0: Hopefully, she maximizes this 15 minutes and makes a lot of money that she can invest. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. All right, Maureen. Do you remember a couple months ago, we talked about the Lizzie McGuire reboot on Disney Plus was coming. Well, some sad news for you. (gasps) It's been canceled. Why? So Disney has shut down production on Lizzie McGuire, the reboot. Why? I don't know the exact details, but... It apparently shut down in January, so, you know, terrible job by us (laughs) for not reporting on it at all. I did not know this until I recently saw some news that Hillary Duff herself had decided to start speaking out about it. And I guess what I gathered from the whole thing is that Disney was not happy with the direction of the show because at this point, Lizzie McGuire is an adult. She's like a 30 year old person, and the creators and Hillary Duff herself wanted Lizzie to be involved in more adult situations, and Disney said we don't really want that on our platform. Like, what are we talking? Like I don't promiscuity know. and maybe, dating, like and... curse words. I don't know. And Disney Plus said, no, we really don't want that on our platform. This is really for families and kids. And so they said we're gonna cut this out. and And now Hillary Duff is saying, well, Disney, you also own Hulu, so maybe we can move the reboot to Hulu. The whole thing just seems like it's not going to happen at this point
0: it's interesting to me i feel like yeah i get it lizzie's an adult and like needs to be in adult situations but it also is a disney kids show like so i totally get where disney's coming from and that they're like we don't want to put this out there when it's like going to be advertised towards children now the hulu idea is interesting to me but by that token it's like does anyone really want to watch a like dark Lizzie McGuire absolutely not now that she's old no
1: and and if you're familiar with the original show you know that part of the conceit of the show was that she had this little animated avatar of herself and that, that would like give her inner thoughts and what I read was that the animated avatar was going to be the same like a a child version of no, her. No, that's
0: even creepier.
1: And that they were going to maintain that, but it was going to be sort of this adultified version of Lizzie McGuire. I do not so. want
0: to see a 12-year-old Lizzie McGuire cartoon talking about like...
1: Yeah, we, we know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we know we, we know where you're going to go from there. So I don't know. I don't think this is going to happen. I think that it's going to be canceled, and they've already shot two episodes, but it sounds like they're not going to shoot anymore, at least for the time being. Maybe Hulu will pick it up, but I just don't see people being interested at this point, you know, it, it, to your point, like who really wants yeah. to see a darker Lizzie McGuire? It's no the, one really. This is
0: the kind of thing that like they either need to go the route of Fuller House, which like isn't great TV, but like
1: it ran five seasons
0: and plays to the shtick, right? Like it's like you just want to see the Tanner girls now that they're grown up and you, you're not expecting it to be like Emmy Award winning. You're just expecting it to be comfortable fun. and familiar and yeah. fun.
1: Absolutely. All right, Maureen, should we move on to our next snack bag topic? This one is right in your wheelhouse because some news broke today. We are recording on Monday instead of normally Sunday. We had a big weekend this past weekend. It was Josh's birthday. It was my birthday. And so we said, you know what? We're feeling a little tired on Sunday night, so we're going to push our recording to Monday. But that gave us two pieces of news that we can talk about. The first one, Maureen, they named a new bachelorette. Not so new.
0: Oh my gosh! Not so new. Guys. Let's that, talk about who Josh it is. told me about it this morning, and I I have very mixed feelings.
1: Okay, so the the Bachelorette. This is someone who's been in the Bachelor franchise for years now, since 2014. Her name is Claire Crowley. She was first on the Bachelor with Juan Pablo. She, one of the she least, was second. She she, got, she second came in place. second. One of the least favorite bachelors of all time, Juan Pablo. Who was the Bachelorette after that? It was whoever was in third place. Was it Becca? I think it was Becca. Now I'm just making up names. Was
0: Becca on his season? I have no
1: idea. She was the Bachelorette, though. There was someone named Becca the Bachelorette, right?
0: Yeah, but Becca was Bachelorette after Ari dumped her. Becca was first on Ari's season. Okay. Like, Ari picked her. Who was it? We'll have to
1: look this up. Anyway, Claire Crowley is the new Bachelorette. She has not only appeared on The Bachelor. Was it Andy? Could have been Andy. Andy Dorfman. Could have been Andy. So not only has she appeared on The Bachelor, She's also appeared on Bachelor in Paradise twice. And she also appeared on, what was that? Bachelor Winter? Winter
0: Games. Winter Games,
1: where she found someone where I read Benoit. that she got, she got engaged.
0: Yes, he was lovely.
1: For two months. And then, no, it didn't work out. Yeah. So now she's going to be the Bachelorette, which is interesting. I think the good thing about it is that she's much older than most of the women and men who appear on the show. She'll be 39, I think, when it airs. She's,
0: she's like by bachelor standards, much, 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 much older. Like the, the yeah, women's. She's who pretty are much like a senior citizen in the Bachelor yeah. franchise. So
1: I think a lot of people that I was reading today online were sort of praising their decision for picking someone older. Now I wonder if the men that they choose to date her will be older. I assume they'll be in their thirties mostly. There might be some guys in their twenties. But I think the other thing about Claire is that she's just kind of crazy from what I remember of her on The Bachelor.
0: It seems very, like, phony and put on to me. But I think also that that could have been some of the editing. I think this is a very interesting choice because Peter's season, who's the current Bachelor, and he's, like, in the final couple episodes of his season, has been such a dud. Like, everyone is very bored by it, and by and large, I mean, like, certain bloggers I read are, like, I can't even, you know, people are still kind of watching, but everyone just agrees that it's been kind of, like, Like it just hasn't been very interesting. So and I think that they're trying to get some of their former Bachelor Nation audience back like loyal fans. Seems like an odd choice. Yes, but they're trying to basically pull from someone who used, like used to be and has had storied popularity rather than picking one of these young girls who's 23 who Peter doesn't pick and they have no loyalty, they have no following. Like I think more people will watch because they're curious as to what will happen with Claire.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Now, do I remember correctly that at one point in her bachelor time, they edited something together to make it look like she was talking to a raccoon? Frequently, yeah. Frequently, okay. So it's not It was like
0: she would be talking to a producer basically and you could never see the producer and so it would look like Claire was like talking to like the middle of the night, basically. And then, then they, they would cut, it cut back and with forth the with a raccoon. raccoon. Okay, so this is <laughs> the Claire person like, they've
1: chosen to lead their Claire franchise. would be like,
0: you have such good advice. Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think that'll be interesting. But I just thought it was an interesting piece of news today. And we'll see how that goes.
0: I think also that they are guaranteed for some drama. Like she is, she's not boring. Is that That's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to our last snack bag topic. Some sad news came out recently we saw the death of famous person James Lipton hosted Inside the Actors Studio. Remember him? Yeah. You know, he started that show when he was like 78. No. And it looked like he was in his 50s. Yeah. He always looked the same. But anyway, he passed away at the age of 93, lived a long, good life there. But in honor of his passing, I thought we could do something fun on the podcast. And I will ask you his famous questions that he would always ask to actors who came on the show and you can give me your answer okay okay all right first question what is your favorite word Hmm.
0: my favorite word the first thing that came into my head was delight
1: okay delight that's a perfectly acceptable answer all right what is your least favorite word your least favorite word
0: I don't have one like a lot of people don't like the word moist. I don't have anything like that. I don't have anything like sounds. Yeah. And if you did, I wouldn't tell
1: people because then they would just use it against you.
0: Yeah, no. So I don't have anything like that. So I'm thinking of like meaning, you know, like I think it would be like a negative word or like a sad
1: word. Okay. Next question. What sound or noise do you love?
0: I love the sound of my son laughing.
1: What sound or noise do you hate? boy long pauses make for great podcast sorry
0: sorry sorry okay like first thing that came into my mind was the sound that the ice maker on our refrigerator makes when i'm in bed and josh is getting crushed ice it's
1: a great sound (laughs) it's a great sound no matter when it's
0: not a sound i love i also like i can't stand like nails on a chalkboard
1: what is your favorite curse word I'll bleep it out, but you can say. I mean,
0: it. I have to go with the classic F word, like if you oh, really want. Okay.
1: Wanna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't even say it, so I don't have to. I don't have to bleep yeah. anything out. Okay, Maureen, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
0: I would really like to be a reality TV show host or a game show host. Oh,
1: interesting. You'd be Unless good at that. Less game
0: show and more like HGTV, like host yeah, kind of thing. you'd be good at that. Yeah.
1: What profession would you not like to do?
0: Anything related to law enforcement.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Or jail. Last question here. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
0: The first thing that came to my mind was just welcome home.
1: Oh, that's very nice. Okay. Well, thank you for answering the questions. Rest in peace, James Lipton, and thank you for many, many fun moments on Inside the Actors Studio. Maureen, let's move on to our premiere topic this week. We did the Wheel of Disney Originals, Wodo, and we are back with Quince. Now, I I have to preface this by saying... We put some movies on this wheel that we, we? spun.
0: Josh put some movies on this no, wheel. No, no, no. I'm
1: going to say we put some movies on the wheel that we thought, you know, one of us had seen. Turns out I had actually never seen this one either. I think and I Maureen must never have seen, seen
0: this, but only once because it's
1: bad. Okay. So, <laughs> well, let's not bury Spoiler the lead. Spoiler alert. So let me just give you a little background about this movie. Quince is a 2000 Disney Channel original movie starring Kimberly J. Brown as the older sister of a set of quintuplets. And, you know, Kimberly J. Brown was like a Disney Channel star. Halloween Town Halloween fame. Town were, was her most famous role, I think. But I will say I looked at her IMDb after we watched the movie or maybe it was during the movie we watched. And she hasn't really done much. You know, she did the Disney Channel movies and then she's only done a, a smattering of other things in the time I mean, since. She
0: was a kid. Maybe she's like a normal person now.
1: I guess so, maybe, but we were watching the movie, and the dad in the movie, so this main character's dad, Maureen said, what is he from? And so I looked up his IMDb. He has like 250 credits to his name. He's like been a guest star in every TV show you could possibly imagine.
0: You know what? Good for you, working actor man.
1: Yeah, he did. He did have a a role, nine episode arc in Lost, so in the first season of Lost, so that could be something that you know you might recognize him from. Anyway, I guess I don't know how we should talk about this because you you already said the movie's bad, which is correct.
0: Okay, so let me let me give a little let me give a little intro and summary. So I think one of the reasons Josh and I were excited about Wodo is because we grew up watching these movies as kids, and like we did Xenon. I think was our first one, which was a huge nostalgia factor for me. I loved that movie when it, it I was like a teenager, and I loved rewatching it. Like, it was really fun. This one doesn't really fall into that category. Neither of us watched it and loved it as children. So it felt a little bit more like, why are we watching this hokey kids movie as adults? There's no nostalgia factor, which is interesting information to have. Like, Disney original movies really only have value to adults if you loved them as a kid.
1: Can you tell them what I said about where we should watch the movie?
0: In the movie theater?
1: Yeah, so we... For those that don't know, we I set up sort of like a movie theater in our basement. I put, you know, projector in the basement and I ha- we have a 110-inch screen. And I said, Maureen, we have to watch this in the movie theater in the basement because we, oh, yeah. we have to see it in its cinematic glory. And we turn and it we on. we turn it on and it's like old style four by three aspect ratio, like the old square Josh TV. Josh goes,
0: it's not even widescreen?
1: It's not even widescreen. It was, it was. Actually maybe worse seeing it on the giant screen than it was than it would have been if we'd watched it on a TV. Yeah, the movie's bad. I mean there's just no way to get around it. Like
0: But but here's the thing. A lot of these movies are bad, but like they make well, you happy. Was bad too. they make you happy to watch them. This one just it didn't resonate with us then. Maybe it would resonate with a kid now. I mean The the basic plot summary is that there's this girl. She's an only child. Her parents are both a little kind of scatterbrained. Although I will say. I'll give you
1: $10 right now if you can remember the character's name. (laughs) No, absolutely not. I can't.
0: Her friend's name was Zoe.
1: Her name was Jamie. Jamie. Jamie, yeah. That's hilarious. We watched the whole movie and you can't even remember the main character's name. She spent so much
0: time talking to the camera.
1: Yeah, okay. So sorry, I interrupted your summary.
0: Okay, so the summary is she's. In eighth grade, she's an only child. Her parents are both. And I really liked this. They, they're like a working class family that live in a small town. Her dad works at like some kind of store in sales and he's working to get his college degree. Her mom runs like this, this town newspaper, but they're like working hard and they want her to do well. And so basically the,
1: they just want her to be the first of their family to go to college.
0: Yeah. So they want her to get into a science magnet school and like they put all this pressure on her, but they really just, you know, want what's best for her. And want to give her all the opportunities. Well, basically, her mom finds out she's pregnant naturally by accident with quints that are non-identical, meaning she released five eggs at once <laughs> without any kind of fertility medication. I mean, already you're losing us. So basically, the the girl is like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get my parents' attention off of me and onto the babies. And then it's about how she kind of like finds herself and
1: discover she's an artist. Instead, yeah, she's not really into science. Like, and finds
0: her own interests rather than just following her parents' plan.
1: But very, very Disney Channel-ish. She finds out that her parents are ignoring her, and they don't really care about the babies individually because they get some sort of marketing deal to market the babies as a group of five. You know,
0: like free diapers. I think John and Kate plus eight way before that ever happened.
1: Yeah. So you know, th- there's a lot of there's a lot of like that Disney Channel like sad teenager stuff and then she finds herself through art and there's like a creepy art teacher who's not He's actually, not actually creepy, creepy but but he to us he seemed kind of creepy
0: like he was the one who was always like guys i made dinner for art club or like let me give you a ride in my personal vehicle i mean these are just things and that his would, like, vehicle
1: m- was a van a van like a creepy old van okay so i think we've given our overall impressions of the movie wait
0: wait wait There is one other thing that has to be said about this movie that is very important because a lot of the other Disney Channel original movies are not like this. This one is written where every five seconds she looks at the camera, narrates, and cracks a joke breaking the fourth wall.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought this up because... And it's so
0: unbearable. This, to me, is what makes the movie unbearable. It's not the plot or the acting. I mean, like, she's actually a relatively, like, nice child actor. She's very normal looking. It's not like she's this, like you know, thin, skinny, pretty, pretty princess. Like, I think she represents, like, teenage girls well. But, like, the way that it's written and the shtick that they have her do as an adult
1: was, ugh. It was terrible. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the last line of the Wikipedia summary, this is what it says. And this, this is, in essence, why the movie is pretty much unwatchable at this point. By the way, we're not recommending this to anybody. You could just listen to this and say, I've had enough of Quince. I mean, if you have, like... A 10-year-old daughter? Eh, maybe. You I mean, think it's very would...
0: wholesome. I, I well, mean, it's very wholesome. You could show this to your kids. If you have like older kids and you're like all of a sudden expecting a younger baby, I mean, maybe show this
1: one. <laughs> I don't know. This is what the Wikipedia summary says. Throughout the movie, Jamie attempts to fool the audience. She addresses the audience, makes an absurd statement, then usually laughs and says that it's untrue. She explains this by stating that she is just making sure people are paying attention. Like, that might be fine one time, but she does it quite literally until the very last line of the movie. And Maureen is right. It's unbearable. It's it's just, it's like, if you're going to narrate to the audience, fine, that's one thing. But then to, like, constantly try to trick us.
0: But usually the narration in a movie like this is... Maybe not usually, but in my opinion, when it's done well, it's used as a tool to give you more insight into the main character's mind. It's like an intimacy-building tool, and in this case, it wasn't. No, it was just like shtick and pandering, and that's the part that was hard. It was like it wasn't that she was narrating; it was that the lines she was given to narrate were like the worst stand-up comic you've ever seen. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it did not, like, endear her to you, and it did not make you feel like you were learning something about her that you couldn't learn from just watching her exist in the That's a really good plot. way to
1: put it. Okay. Is there anything good about this movie? I mean, I think you already said it's wholesome. Like, there's nothing bad. Like, there's nothing, like, content-wise that's bad. So, in that case, I'd say that's a yeah, positive. it's very
0: wholesome. I like the message of you know her kind of finding herself and finding you know in this age of helicopter parents I think it's gotten even worse since 2000 when this movie was made something we're very conscious of as parents you know you you want the best for your kid but you don't want to push them into too many things but I think it was really nice to see that like she was able to step back and realize she didn't care about science but she was really passionate about art and how did how could that fit into her life and like her making her just that decision for herself I think the morals are nice I guess
1: yeah I'd say that's that's nice. I'd say there's way more bad than good though. Like in terms of the actual production of the movie. Can we talk about some of the some of the most ridiculous things in the movie? There's a montage towards the beginning of the movie
0: where she has five arms.
1: No, no, that's bad.
0: Oh, I know what Josh is going to say and it's so hilarious.
1: So there's a montage like after the mom finds out she's pregnant with five babies, and the montage basically goes from January to September. And they
0: put the months on the screen. Right.
1: So that you can sort of see how they're decorating the baby's room and, you know, what they're going to do. They live in this small house, but they're going to put all five babies in the same room, which is fine. But as the montage goes, the mom, her stomach does not. <laughs> increase in size at all
0: they're literally like january and it's like you know time lapse it's february march april and
1: they get to september and it's the exact same
0: josh goes i didn't even notice this and josh goes um she's not getting more pregnant
1: not at all not <laughs> like, even it's a little been bit nine months then the next scene they cut to to like a regular scene and the mom is pregnant with what looks like a pillow An egregious it, it's not even yeah. a good like Approximation of what a single baby looks like, not to mention five babies.
0: And then you go into the stereotypical father forgetting everything. Oh, yeah. Running f- around like an idiot. Uh, mother yeah. like panting.
1: And I will also say, totally inaccurate, the babies, they come out like full eight pound babies. <laughs> They're cute babies. <laughs> They're cute babies, but there's no way the mom would have five eight pound babies. They would all be like really small. Yeah. There'd
0: be some NICU time.
1: Yeah. They just brought them right home. And then they got their marketing deal. In,
0: in cabs in a cab and a car.
1: Yep. Yep. That's right. Very unsafe. You know, t- uh, to be honest, if you watch this movie today, I don't think you would think that it takes place in the year 2000. Like that was only 20 years ago, but it feels like this was like early nineties, maybe even earlier. Yeah. Anyway. um, Okay. Last thing. I don't know how much more we could talk about this movie because there's really not much to say about it. But last thing as we do with all Wodo we have to rate this on a scale of five Mickey Mouse's. One Mickey Mouse. You give it one Mickey Mouse. I May- was gonna give it maybe two. I was gonna give it a one and a half Mickey Mouse's because mm-hmm. I think that it is redeeming in the sense that the the storyline is is very pleasant. Yeah, there's nothing abrasive about it, but the movie's not good. It's, it was difficult to watch, and it's only eighty three minutes long.
0: Yeah, after like thirty minutes, I was like. How much longer is this?
1: <laughs> Spend your time watching something else, something something better. All right, Maureen, that'll do it for our premiere topic this week. Let's move on to our teasers to wrap this up. Do you have a teaser for this week?
0: I guess my teaser will be Knives Out, which Josh rented. I know he's mentioned it before as a teaser, but we watched it on Friday night and I loved it. I didn't think I would. Josh saw it in theaters without me because he said, and I quote, you're not going to like this. I think he just says that to me now to like be able to do things and watch things on his own. But I really liked it. Highly recommend the Red Box rental. It's not scary. It's very entertaining.
1: Yeah, I liked it as well. And I watched it again and it's equally as enjoyable on a second watch. If you've already seen it, your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend has not seen it, I'd recommend getting them into it. My teaser for this week is a new album that I've started listening to. It's by a band called The Lone Bellow. The album is called Half Moon Light.
0: I got some friends who travel sleeping Full moon howling like a beast they fall Lying with what their instincts tell Make it worth the hurt and feel like spirits in the night we walk
1: with the winter shadows stars. Fill cozy files we talk What we needed, while we need it, while lost. I just really enjoy the music and I've been really into the different songs on the album it's not quite like their early stuff but I like the sound of a lot of their new songs and I think you might too so check it out alright that'll do it for this week we will be back next week with a new episode thanks for listening
0: you can leave us feedback comments or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash we would love to hear from you you can also reach us by emailing the popcast at vernacularpodcast.com
1: please also subscribe rate and review our show on your podcast app of choice so you don't miss an episode we'll be back next week as always sitting in our basement with a brand new episode talk to you then
0: bye everybody Bye. but if you're gonna curse you might as well
1: just go all the way yeah what profession which i other... did
0: for the first time the other day by the way in front of our son real bad
1: she dropped her quesadilla on the floor i spent
0: a really long time cooking this like really nice quesadilla made of like leftovers and i sauteed vegetables and it was just really choice and cheesy and delicious and i was transferring it from the stove to the plate on the spatula and the whole thing like slid off and i mean i couldn't even help it it was just a big old f-bomb
1: it was the first time in three years that either of us have said anything around him but thankfully he did not not pick up on it